The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch Pokemon Detective Pikachu. My name is Kerwin, and joining me today is Jason. What up, Jason? Not much. How about you? I'm good, man. What are you drinking today? Just a Michelob Ultra today. Cool. And joining us today is Elizabeth. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Kerwin? I'm doing excellent. What are you drinking today? I'm having a nice michelada. Also making a return is uh, Erica. Erica, how are you? Hungover. All right, so today we're talking about, uh, oh no, actually I gotta ask you what you're drinking since you're hungover. Uh, Erica, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a michelada to chase that hangover away. That's great. Good stuff, good stuff. So today we are talking about uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, it was released May 10th, 2019, produced by Warner Brothers Pictures, Legendary Pictures, and the Pokemon Company. It's distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, Bill Nye, Ken Watanabe, Chris Gere, Suki Waterhouse, and Rita Ora. It's directed by Rob Letterman, and it's written by Dan Hernandez, Benji Summit, Rob Letterman, Derek Connolly, and Nicole Perlman. So before we get into behind the scenes, Erica, why don't you hit us with the financials? All right, so Detective Pikachu cost about $150 million to make. It made $58 million in its opening weekend in the U.S. Um, domestically, open at number two, competing against Avengers Endgame, which was in its third week in the release. Um, Avengers made $63 million the weekend that Detective Pikachu opened. Um, it then fell a third place its second week of release behind John Wick Chapter 3 and Avengers. Looks like it made 94 million total in the U.S. as of May 19, 2019. It's made 287 million worldwide. And Detective Pikachu has the largest opening for a video game film adaptation. The movie that previously held that record was Lara Croft Tomb Raider, which was released in 2001. That movie made 47.7 million, right? <laughs> According to Box Office Mojo, Detective Pikachu should be looking at around a total U.S. gross of 145 to 165 million dollars. All right, cool. Uh, Jay, what about uh, what do the people think about this movie? So on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics have it at a 65 percent. So 65 percent of critics liked it. An average rating of 5.96 out of 10 with 241 reviews. The audience has it at 83 percent. So 83 percent of the audience liked it and an average rating of 4.1 out of 5. So, Rotten Tomatoes, what do you guys think? Do you think that's pretty fair? Uh, is, wait, what was the average rating for critics? The rating was 5.96 out of 10. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's so where I'd 60%. put it. That's yeah. pretty fair. Yeah. Accurate. Yes. I think the audience has it a little high at 83, but who knows. Um, so when we look at IMDb, average rating of 7.0 out of 10, um, with 29,000 reviews. You can look at the demos for this. So again, with the highest rating, it's females with a 7.7. Um, so females under 18 have it at the highest rating with a 7.7. The lowest looks like it's males, 45 and plus, at 6.4. So males, on average, have it at a 6.9, females 7.3. I'm deciding more with the males here. Uh, females like Pokemon, apparently. They like, yeah, young females like Pokemon a lot, and they like this movie. So. All right, so this is... We've kind of talked about IMDb and the demos before, like the demographics, and it always feels like uh, females in that lower age range tend to rate these movies a lot higher. Do you think that might be like bot accounts? It could be, but I'm looking at this, and that's 
but they had the lowest number of votes. Oh, so okay. females under 18 only have 13 votes, whereas males under 18 have 116. Okay. Huh. So there's not as many of them, but they do rate it higher. Okay. Um, we look at, you know, males 18 to 29, there's 8,600 reviews. Uh, males 30 to 44, 5,300. So there's a lot more reviews the older they get. Um, but yeah, there's, there's not as many females, but they did rate it higher. So Okay, cool. Yeah, because I was wondering, because like the last couple movies we talked about, that always seemed to be like the highest like their highest ratings came from that particular demographic. Yeah. I wasn't sure if like bot accounts were like registering as females in that age range. Cause when you talk about like 50 shades, the rock, other movies we talked about previously, like it always kind of like stood out. Like why are these ratings so high for an age range? That's so low. Yeah. Yeah. With 13 reviews, I doubt they're paying yeah, you know, for this the, one for yeah. these ones. Yeah. I mean, some of these other ones have a lot of reviews, but even then, I mean, this movie just came out. Some of this could have been bought, but yeah. I, I mean, 13, I'm pretty safe to say it's probably 13 real females voting here. So. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Sorry, you mean like bot accounts, like people are just making this shit up. Like, yeah, like they're like fake accounts, correct? Yeah, like if you okay. go on like a Google Play Store or Apple Store, like you'll see fake reviews for apps yeah. where like companies will kind of have like bot farms where it's like a bunch of people that register fake accounts and leave fake reviews for movies. Okay. Yeah, so like I, I just I was just concerned because like we did talk a lot about demos and in like the last three or four reviews, it always seemed to be that uh, teenage female demographic that always rated things super high. So I just wasn't sure if that was like a thing in regards to how people create bot accounts. Okay, but I think in this case, like Jason said, like it's pretty obvious those are most likely not bot accounts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was going to agree because when I went to go see the movie, it was a bunch of little kids in the movie. Yeah. So. All right, so getting into the research for Pokemon, uh, we're going we're gonna to start off with the origins of the game and the game franchise. Pokemon, shorthand for Pocket Monsters, is a uh, multimedia franchise that spans over two decades. Pokemon was created by Satoshi Tajiri, who was born in August uh, 1965, uh, and he's the CEO of the gaming company Game Freak, which has uh, produced all the main Pokemon titles over the last two decades. Uh, as a child, Tajiri was constantly exploring lakes, fields, and forests, collecting insects, and coming up with new creative ways to catch them. Uh, while he was at technical school, Tajiri became fascinated with video games and he would spend all his time in arcades. Um, he spent so much time in arcades that one of the arcades he went to actually gave him an entire Space Invaders cabinet to take home. Uh, in 1981, Tajiri and his friends created their own game magazine called Game Freak. Even though it didn't sell crazy numbers, it did gain a substantial following. One of the key contributors to Game Freak magazine was uh, Ken Sugimori, who would later go on to develop the look and feel of the Pokemon universe, creating most of the original monsters uh, from the first couple of generations and a lot of the human characters in the franchise. Tajiri's interest in games soon transformed from playing them to making them, and he actually learned to develop and program games by taking apart his NES. That's Nintendo Entertainment System for the young people out there. Yeah, that's what we had. Two buttons, one D-pad. That's it. I was really good at that, too. Oh, yeah. Eventually, Game Freak was founded as a game development company named after the magazine that Tajiri and his friends started together. Game Freak would go on to develop games for Nintendo and Sega, including Jerry Boy, the first Yoshi game, Mario and Wario, and Pulseman. So regarding the creation of Pokemon itself, uh, Satoshi Tajiri first got the idea for Pokemon after witnessing two kids playing on their Game Boys with a link cable. He imagined insects crawling along the cable between the two systems, and thinking about the gameplay possibilities of the link cable, he got the idea for Pokemon. 
Tajiri's love for hunting and capturing insects during his youth was a huge inspiration, as well as the Ultraman franchise show Ultra 7. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, Ultraman is a part of the tokusatsu genre. Um, if you have any questions about that, go listen to our Power Rangers episode where we kind of talk about that in detail. Um, in Ultra 7, the heroes used giant monsters and small capsules to help them fight. He was also inspired by toy capsule machines called Gashapon in Japan. So you know those little uh, red machines that you turn a little knob, drop yeah. a quarter in, and a toy comes out? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he was inspired by those things. Tajiri's pitches for the game actually got rejected multiple times by Nintendo, and it wasn't until Shigeru Miyamoto, who's the creator of the Mario franchise, helped him out and uh, pitch it himself, and then he was given a budget to develop it. So after getting the green light, Satoshi Tajiri would spend the next six years developing the game known as Capsule Monsters. Capsule Monsters? Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought we were talking about Pokemon, Kerwin. (laughs) I know, right? Capimon. That's that's crazy. Capmon. (laughs) All right, so Capsule Monsters was the very first and uh, early version of Pokemon that was pitched in Nintendo in the early 90s. In this version of what would become Pokemon, trainers didn't catch monsters by battling them. You actually had to convince monsters to join you using a stat called uh, Charisma. Other ways to obtain monsters was by battling the monster yourself, which would be trainer versus monster, uh, where the trainer uses a whip. (laughs) Using a whip, huh? This got 50 shades of Pikachu. (laughs) 50 shades of red, blue, and yellow. Yeah, but um, yeah. So the trainers would uh, use a whip to, I guess, tame the Pokemon, maybe. Okay, like uh, a ringmaster. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So if you ever play the older games and you see, uh, you battle a trainer that has like a whip. Oh yeah, oh, I do remember that. Yeah, the yeah. ringleader. Yeah, I believe I believe that's a a remnant from like the early version of Capsule Monsters. Mm, so like okay. that that managed to stay in the game, but not necessarily as like one of the main yeah, user ways, characters. Yeah. Um, and the other. The other way that you'd kind of get a capsule monster was uh, you could buy them at a pet shop. You just go up and say, I want that monster, and you just buy it. That's boring. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Whip sounds more exciting. Where are those yeah. whips at? It's right? like more about the whips. Where are those crop, what is it called? Crop, not crop test. Uh, horse crops, horse crops. Jesus. <laughs> 50 shades of red, blue, and yellow. There you go. All right. Uh, in addition, um, you couldn't heal your Pokemon at a Pokemon Center. You actually had to stay at a hotel that offered like healing services. So you had to like stay the night or something like that. They yeah. they have that in the Pokemon game, correct? No, but this was the only way you could heal Pokemon. Oh, so there's like no Pokemon Center. Yeah, no. like you'd go to a hotel, stay the night, and then I, I don't know. We're about Pokemon to get really heals. nerdy on this podcast. I feel like yeah, like we our are Pokemon knowledge. Oh yeah, we definitely are. Okay, hotels, whips. Starting to like think there's a. There's a message theme. I don't know about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's called a pocket monster. Like, <laughs> that really sounds like, like a euphemism for something. Else, yeah. Sure. Like the, yeah. Anyways, carry on, girl. This is a franchise that's definitely not for kids. Um, so you can actually trace the origins of certain Pokemon all the way back to capsule monsters. Um, those Pokemon are Nidorino and Gengar. Uh, for anybody who's played, uh, I think, Red, Blue, and Yellow, you'll yes. see Nidorino and Gengar battling in the opening cinematic or animation before you start the game. Other Pokemon that kind of got their start in Capsule Monsters uh, were Lapras, Rhydon, and Slowbro. Also, in this early game, there was no two-game mechanic. So there was no two versions of Pokemon that had exclusive monsters that kind of encouraged you to trade. Um, In this version of Pokemon or Capsule Monsters, people were encouraged to trade based on rarity. So uh, a Pokemon would be so rare 
that you had to trade to get it if you were too lazy to search for it yourself, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, huh. yeah, so uh, the game would have every monster, but one Pokemon would be so hard to find that you're better off trading somebody for it. So it's not like how in Red and Blue, like Red had certain Pokemon, Blue had certain Pokemon, and you had a trade with someone that had the Red version if you wanted that Pokemon, correct? Yeah, pretty much. What it would be like is like, let's say for example, like Geodude is super rare, and you're like, man, I don't want to spend 20 hours trying to find Geodude, I'm just going to trade somebody that has it. Which is stupid, because you go up past uh, Viridian City, and there's a Geodude everywhere. Oh, yeah. On your way to Mount Moon? Yeah. Or in Mount Moon? I hated Geodude. Yeah. Geodude was cool. I mean, if you chose Squirtle, you were fine. We're going to discuss that, too, at the end of this. Who is your who is your starter Pokemon? Okay, we'll talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one, because I didn't, I didn't play the game. Okay. We're going to make Jason choose a starter Pokemon today. I only played Pokemon Snap, so... That's good. Yeah. Oh, were you really good at it? No, but I played it. <laughs> You know who was really good at Pokemon Snap? I couldn't Snap? picture you playing that oh, game. Oh, we have a pun counter. We have a pun counter. That's one. Crone's <laughs> got one. All right. Um, but so talking about Capsule Monsters, um, the name actually had to change because of copyright and trademark issues. So Capsule Monsters uh, got shortened to Kapumon and then eventually became... That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So it got changed to Kapumon and then eventually Pocket Monsters, which is, you know, the long form of Pokemon. So Shigeru Miyamoto... Uh, helped and uh, served as mentor to Satoshi Tajiri during the game development. And as a tribute to both creators, uh, the protagonist's name is Satoshi, you know, Satoshi Tajiri. And the rival's name, Gary, in the American version, is named Shigeru for Shigeru Miyamoto. Screw that guy. You don't like Gary? Gary Oak was an a-hole. He really was. Don't like him. And he just had to wait for you to pick yours first so he could pick the stronger the one. The better one, yeah. Yeah. And then also, sorry, side note, what was that one meme? It was like Gary Oak was such a good trainer out of the 10 Pokemon badges, he got 11 or like something outrageous. Oh yeah, like there's that. only eight badges, but he had oh, 11. Oh, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happened. So the development of the Pokemon game, the first Pokemon games, um, actually almost bankrupted Game Freak uh, with multiple employees quitting uh, over financial reasons and Tajiri working tons of unpaid hours. The first versions of Pokemon released in Japan were Pokemon Red and Green, uh, later followed by an upgraded blue version and yellow version. So the American versions that we played as kids, um, Red and Blue, I believe were based on the upgraded blue version that had like better graphics and illustrations and like mechanics. So that's why we got red and blue in the U.S., then yellow, whereas in Japan they got red, green, then blue, then a yellow version with Pikachu. So those games were released uh, February 27th, 1996 on the original Game Boy and Game Boy Pocket. Sales were pretty modest at first, but once players discovered that Mew was in the game, sales really took off. So with Mew, uh, Mew was actually added to the game after the debugging phase, which is where they kind of like work out the kinks in the code or whatever to make sure the game runs smoothly. So they added Mew in as a secret Pokemon uh, and they kept it hidden in case they ever wanted to do a post-launch event. Turns out it worked out because once they had the event and let people know like, oh, we're giving away the secret Pokemon, sales skyrocketed for Pokemon and it, it really took off. Um, so Pokemon would eventually spawn an entire worldwide franchise, including various manga and anime, uh, as well as a trading card game. As of 2019, there are 122 Pokemon games and 22 animated films. In 2018, Pokemon was the highest grossing media franchise of all time, generating over $90 billion in revenue. Uh, it's the second best-selling video game franchise ever behind Mario with over 300 million copies sold and over a billion mobile downloads. 
The anime has become the most successful video game adapted series with over 20 seasons and 1,000 episodes, and it airs in uh, 124 countries. Pokemon is also the world's top-selling toy brand and top-selling card game brand, selling over 25.7 billion cards. Holy crap, that's a lot. Did you guys also play with the cards too, or no? Yes. I did not play the card game, but I did collect the cards. I still have them. They're top dollar right now. What about you? I um, I pretended to play. I had the cards, and I pretended like I knew what I was doing. Me and my sister used to like... You know, do the things that people do with the cards, but we had no clue what we were doing. <laughs> that I, works. Take I, it to you, make it, girl. <laughs> I think I still have my cards too, but I used to play the game as well. You actually played the game. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I collected them <laughs> at first. Um, I okay. just wanted to collect them because I feel like I collected Marvel cards for a while, and then okay. Pokemon got really big, so I was like, oh, let's try to collect these, and that was my whole goal, just to collect them all. Gotta um, catch them all. I don't know. I was trying to be subtle there with that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> But then, uh, but then, yeah, I was. Uh, I tried to play it a little bit. It was never very good, nor was I willing to spend so much money for certain cards and stuff like that. But it was, it was okay. I played a little bit. I heard it actually wasn't like once you got the hang of it. I heard it wasn't a bad game to play. No, it's actually a pretty fun game. Not gonna front. Like, yeah, I used to play the game. I was all about. I had the cards, obviously, because I collected them. But I was all about the actual Game Boy game. I played that till my batteries ran out. Yeah. See, I never touched that. Yeah. But I mean, I knew there were like events like you go play in leagues and stuff like that. I never did that, but yeah, I just played a little bit and lost uh, probably ninety five percent of the time. It's not a good player. Oh, Don't okay. ask me for help. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a a water Pokemon, and Jason's like use Fire Blast, like some random. It's like, can I use a trainer or something? What am I supposed to do? It's yeah, like, it's not very effective. Dot dot dot. <laughs> They actually had to ban the cards from my elementary school because kids were like bringing them and trading them for like lunch money and stuff. And so eventually it was like, we're done with that. That's a, those we are could, smart kids. Those yeah, are business. We, we could not have them at all. Oh, that's lame. I'm not going to incriminate myself, but uh, <laughs> Pokemon cards uh, were the first thing I ever stole. Oh, oh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Pokemon Which cards. Which one was it worth it? Was it worth it? Uh, I got a. I did get a holographic from it. I think it was Victory Bell during the jungle set. So, oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So I got a holographic Victory Bell from the jungle set. I stole it. So, yeah. Not proud of it, but, you know, statute of limitations. Well, I mean, I stole Pokemon <laughs> cards from my cousins and would just pretend they were mine. And then I got caught stealing them and my mom made me give them back. And I was really pissed at my mom about it. She's like, but you didn't buy them with your own allowance money. I was like, well, you didn't buy them for me. So I had to steal them from someone. <laughs> I got grounded for that one. <laughs> and Pokemon really inspires uh, some criminal activity it over does. here. It does. Future uh, Team Rocket over here. <laughs> Jesse. James. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. We're not. All right, let's move on to the movie. All right, so on uh, July 20th, 2016, Legendary and the Pokemon Company announced that they would be working on a live-action adaptation of the video game Detective Pikachu. Uh, with Universal Pictures initially set to distribute, Warner Brothers and Sony were also bidding for the rights to the film property in the same year. On July 25th, 2018, Deadline reported that Warner Brothers would replace Universal as a distributor. Uh, one of the reasons for that is that Legendary was coming to an end of an eight-year distribution agreement with Universal. So, you know, uh, a lot of Christopher Nolan movies went through Warner Brothers at the time. And then I think uh, Interstellar was the first one with Universal. And I think that had to do with Legendary moving over to Universal for a distribution, I believe. And I think he does a lot of his movies through Legendary, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know any of that, to be honest. Yeah. Really? So, uh, 
So they did choose to adapt Detective Pikachu, which is its own game. So Detective Pikachu is a 2016 3DS game where the player teams up with a talking Pikachu to solve mysteries. A lot of fans weren't really thrilled when this was announced because they kind of preferred the movie to be based on the actual premise of the main RPG games, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, etc., uh, where the character becomes a Pokemon master and, you know, catches them all. You guys, would you rather have seen that? If we're going to go to live action, the first live action movie we, we get from Pokemon and it's Detective Pikachu, would you have rather seen I, a more traditional? I honestly would have rather seen a more traditional one. I was kind of hoping, I mean, even though the name of the movie was Detective Pikachu, we obviously knew it was going to be like a crime movie kind of sorts. I was still kind of wanting it to be like the old school Pokemon, like the first movie live action. And then for some reason, his Pikachu was just a detective. I don't know what I was thinking, but I, yeah, I would want to have the more traditional Pokemon movie. I think if you went that route, I personally like to answer your question. Like I would have preferred it to be about, Oh, I get eight badges. I got to fight the elite four, etc. But I think you can't do that in one movie. And a lot of studios make the mistake of, either shoving everything into one movie like the last airbender or oh, don't get me started on that movie yeah or telling i don't want to bend the truth you know and um <laughs> two and then the other end of the spectrum is telling so little story because you expect and hope to tell movies over a franchise like power rangers like they pulled so much back out of the movie because they thought we'll just make five more of these and i think you kind of would have run into either of those two problems because i think to do that you have to have like a, at least a trilogy to tell the story of somebody doing that. And I don't know if the story for the first movie might have been good enough to warrant that. But I do like that we do get a movie kind of in the Pokemon world where all that stuff does exist, but doesn't necessarily have to follow that. I think the story of Detective Pikachu lends itself better to a movie, personally. Yeah. I think it's like they're trying to like dip their toe in this water too. Like yeah. if they were to start with more of a traditional movie like we kind of hoped for, that, like, to your point, Kerwin, if they would have given us too little or too much, uh, it could have been a big miss, I think. And then being the first live-action movie we're getting, I feel like, hey, let's do this Detective Pikachu. Let's see how this works. If this shits the bed, then, okay, we're fine. Yeah. But if it ends up being something that, you know, the response is really good, maybe they can move into that. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, then, that, maybe that's what they're they thinking Then they can do is. the whole trilogy or whatever Kerwin said. Yeah. And I think this is kind of like you're saying, like, this is like a first step, like, putting their toe in the water. Is like, I think this is something that would work if they wanted to create their own cinematic universe or whatever this is a good way to start because you can have detective pikachu and then you know maybe your next movie you know doesn't necessarily have to be about detective pikachu it could be about team rocket you know you could yeah. have a, another kind of movie you could have another movie about the elite four or about chasing a legendary pokemon or something like that so i think it's a good way to start not necessarily have having to so rigidly follow the main games or the anime. So, I don't yeah. know. I honestly didn't even know that Detective Pikachu was a video game until I was going to say that. I was like, what? That was a thing before now? Because, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't paying attention to it in 2016. I was doing this when I was a kid. So, it's like. Yeah. That came out in 2016? Yeah. On the 3DS? I might need to buy it now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I still own a 3DS. <laughs> I just got a I just got a regular SDS, unfortunately. Still got Pokemon Black and White though. I do. I also ended up getting um, what was it? Pokemon the Sapphire one. Oh, Ultra Sapphire or whatever. No, it was like Omega Ruby, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, Omega Ruby and like Alpha Sapphire, yeah, something like that. That yeah. one. I always found. Sorry, this is complete sidebar. I always found myself buying the blue or like the water type Pokemon game. I never bought the other one. 
like black and white. I own Pokemon White. I don't know. I always buy like the second version, I guess. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. Did you, were you a red owner? I had the first Pokemon game. You know what? We'll get into this in experience. Okay. We'll get into this in experience. <laughs> we're going to go on for way too long. Um, so yeah, regarding kind of like the way they took the movie though, the director, Rob Letterman, in an interview with IGN, um, he said that the Pokemon company already made a ton of movies starring Ash, the animated ones, um, with the premise of, you know, collecting badges, going to the Elite Four, et cetera, and his adventures. And they wanted to feature a new character in stories, um, specifically picking Detective Pikachu to be adapted. So the Pokemon company, Game Freak Nintendo, they, they specifically wanted to run with Detective Pikachu. Rob uh, Letterman did, however, say that the elements that people are familiar with would appear in the movie to kind of reassure people that the things that they grew up on or love about the, the main game franchise would still be there. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at some of the Pokemon there are now, I don't yeah. recognize a ton of them. There's a ton of them. Like, yeah. what is it now? 500 and something Pokemon they're at? 550? 540? Um, yeah, I think there's uh, about 808 Pokemon out right now, I think. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, it's too many. Too many. What happened? 150 was a lot for me to remember. Yeah. No, you know what? We'll get uh, experience. We'll get into that. But uh, no, fuck that. No, um, I mean... I stopped playing Pokemon after Black and White, which is like Generation Five or whatever. Yeah, that was that was like the Hoenn region or the. It Jotaro, was no. yeah, it was one of them where it where it's like Zekrom or whatever. There's like the White Legendary and the Black Legendary. Oh yeah, yeah, and your starter Pokemon wasn't it um like the uh, Otter Pop one? Yeah, it was the, it was the Otter dude. It was the uh, the Pig dude. Yeah. And like a, a snake or whatever. Like that leaf thing. Yeah. Sorry, Ayo. If there's people listening right now that love Pokemon and are just screaming at the <laughs> the speakers because we don't know what we're talking about, sorry. Yeah, the pig one. I don't know which one. Yeah, you're Snuffly. Uh, pig Knight or whatever. Snuffleupagus or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But I yeah. know one of them was Samurott, the otter. Samurott was, Samurott the, was the big one. It was Oshawott, Samurott, and. Uh, I think no, Samurott was the last the one. The last it was one? Oshawott, Blankawatt. Blankawatt? I don't know. I drew a blank. Jigawatts. Jigawatt. (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah. so all the people out there listening, email us, correct us, please, whatever. Moving on. So speaking of the director, Rob Letterman was hired to direct the movie in 2016. His previous movies include Goosebumps, Shark Tale, Monsters vs. Aliens, and Gulliver's Travels. Uh, That's the movie that kept Emily Blunt from becoming Black Widow in Iron Man 2, if you remember our last episodes. Really? Yeah. She was supposed to be Black Widow? Yeah, but she had to drop out because of Gulliver's Travels. Um, So Rob Letterman, uh, he's also (laughs) a member of the development team, the initial development team on Shrek. Hey, there we go. Way back in 1994. So he's part of the very early stages. Uh, He was a member of what's known as the Propeller Heads, a group of young people brought in to work on the movie in its initial phase. That group also included J.J. Abrams, Lauren Soman, and uh, Andy Weisler. For this movie, Detective Pikachu, he was inspired by movies like Blade Runner and Akira, and uh, also other neo-noir and film noir films. Uh, Writers on the film were Dan Hernandez, Benji Samit, Rob Letterman himself, Derek Connolly, and Nicole Perlman. Between all the writers, they worked on movies like Ant-Man, Thor Ragnarok, Jurassic World 1 and 2, Pacific Rim 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Captain Marvel. As far as casting goes, in November 2017, Justice Smith was cast as Tim Goodman, the main character of the movie, um, the human character. Going back to uh, Jurassic World, he's that scared, nerdy kid in Fallen Kingdom. 
<gasps> he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the, I, I knew I recognized him from somewhere, but yeah, once I found out that was him, I was like, okay, that's him. I'm glad he's moving away from that franchise. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that movie sucked. Uh, the role of Lucy went to Catherine Newton. Uh, other actresses competing for the role were Natalia Dyer, uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Haley Lou Richardson and Catherine Langford, who actually was in Avengers Endgame, but she had her scene cut out. I kind of want to see that, but go ahead. Avengers Endgame? No, no, the scene that was cut out. Oh, I'll tell you about it after. But okay. yeah. Um, in December 2017, Ryan Reynolds was cast as Pikachu, playing him via motion capture uh, and, you know, voiceover. Other people considered for the role of Pikachu were Danny DeVito, Mark Wahlberg, The Rock, and Hugh Jackman. Do you think anybody else would have been cool for this role? The Rock. No. The Rock is Pikachu. No. I'm just kidding. The Rock could have been like Golem or something. Or Machamp or something. Machamp, yeah. But I, I have to agree with their choice of Ryan Reynolds. Now I will always forever think that Pikachu sounds like Ryan Reynolds. Danny DeVito would have been an interesting choice too. Danny DeVito? Yeah. He would have been weird. He looks like a Pikachu, so I mean, that's that already. He's that's, shaped that's like Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to do much CGI. He just gets him a little Pikachu suit. And get yeah, the game, there you, know? you go. <laughs> that would have been funny. Imagine Danny DeVito just in a Pikachu costume. He's the size of a Pikachu. <laughs> Slap some ears on him. Rosy cheeks. Good to go. <laughs> I need Kerwin to somehow draw up. Danny DeVito in a Pikachu costume. We're not going to do that. Uh, all right, this is totally random, but like, I, I thought about this too when I'm thinking about people that could have played Pikachu. And I always thought like Jason Statham would have been a great Detective Pikachu. That would have been interesting. Like with his voice and just like, imagine if he had the same attitude as he does in like every one of his action movies. Because he's really short to the point. A lot of one word answers. It would have been pretty hilarious. He's too. like, listen, kid, we've got to go on over here. We're going to fuck shit up, eh? <laughs> Just think of all the random voices that Detective Pikachu could have had. Yeah. He could have had, like, Medea's voice from... Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. It'd be terrible. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Danny DeVito, I love your work. (laughs) All right. So, uh, during uh, an appearance on uh, Jimmy Fallon, Ryan Reynolds... Uh, had the idea of actually using a different voice for the character. He kind of wanted to use like um, like a gritty 1920s detective film noir type voice. Um, but the studio was very, very adamant about him just using his normal voice. Um, in an interview with IMDb, he says that when he was approached to take the role, the studio presented him with footage of a fully rendered Pikachu using dialogue from Deadpool. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so they showed him pretty much a reel of just fully animated Pikachu, and they just took dialogue from the Deadpool movies and just threw that in there and had Pikachu saying all that stuff. Dude, that would have been awesome to That's see. That's actually kind of cool. I hope somebody on YouTube comes up with that. I, I really hope somebody animates that themselves. All right, so getting into production, they had 802 Pokemon to choose from. Uh, when deciding who to include in the film. The production worked closely with Game Freak and the Pokemon Company to figure out uh, who would make the cut. Criteria included popularity, uh, what worked most in the story, and what would actually work in a live-action film from a visual effects perspective. Uh, The director himself is a fan of Generation 1 Pokemon, but they did make an effort to include Pokemon from multiple generations to appeal to a wider audience. In an interview with The Verge, Letterman said that they spent a year developing the on-screen look of the Pokemon, way before shooting even started. They also spent about two years studying actual animal movement and behavior to make sure Pokemon worked on screen, kind of like real animals do. Uh, One of the specific examples they gave was uh, using bulldogs as an inspiration for Bulbasaur. On the way the Pokemon look in the film, 
Letterman told IGN in an interview that you should think of the Pokemon the same way you think of Rocket Raccoon in the Guardians films. Uh, the visual effects houses that worked on the movie were the Moving Picture Company, Frame Store, Image Engine, Rodeo FX, and Instinctual VFX. Movies they worked on between them were The Lion King, Jungle Book, Fantastic Beasts, and they worked on Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my God, what a <laughs> wow. resume. Why is Fifty Shades of Grey and Shrek always just coming up in all these things? Everywhere, everywhere. Justice Smith and Catherine Langford uh, said that life-size Pokemon statues were actually used on set during production, so they got to act against actual full builds of Pokemon, which is pretty cool. Huh. Lugia, 20-foot dolphin bird? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Lugia cin- was in the movie, was he? Nah, he was That Gyarados, that was pretty huge. That was pretty dope, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cinematographer on this film was John uh, Matheson. He also worked on uh, Gladiator, X-Men First Class, and Logan. Um, he said in an interview with Newsweek that uh, he actually got offered the cinematography job on Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, but he turned it down. After watching the trailer, he said, quote, I'm glad we don't look like that at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and if all we're talking about is how these two films look, our film is better than Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'm sorry, I don't care who I upset by saying that, but I think it looks better, end quote. Uh, he attributed this to the fact that Sonic was filmed digitally, and Detective Pikachu was shot entirely on film, which makes the character look more realistic. In the same interview, he kind of made criticisms of recent blockbuster films, particularly the MCU films, saying that they all look the same because after post-production, you don't get to see a lot of the uh, individuality of the director of photography. Regarding the marketing release, speaking of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Sonic's trailer wasn't met with a lot of enthusiasm. A lot of people criticizing the movie to the point where I believe the director had to come out on Twitter and say that they were going to redo Sonic from the ground up. Read that, yep. Yeah. yeah, Thank you. I appreciate you doing that, despite how much that's going to cost. But Detective Pikachu's first trailer was very well received, uh, and it got over 100 million views on social media within 24 hours. On February 25th, 2019, Ryan Reynolds released a video on YouTube called Becoming Pikachu, uh, detailing his method acting process, which includes a story about abandoning his children because Pikachu doesn't have any kids. Um, it, uh, it also features his wife, Blake Lively, chiming in about how uh, Ryan's going too far in his acting uh, for that movie. He also says in the the video that he tried to lose 182 pounds to match Pikachu's weight until (laughs) doctors intervened. I love him. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the marketing for this movie was great. On May 7th, 2019, a YouTube channel called Inspector Pikachu dropped the video called Pokemon Detective Pikachu Full Picture, claiming to be a pirated version of the actual movie. Uh, It's not. If you watch it. You'll see the opening logos like you would for the movie, and then you'll see Justice Smith walking down like a dark uh, street into an alleyway, and um, he gets caught off guard by something. And when he looks, it's Pikachu dancing to 80s aerobic music for an hour and 42 minutes straight. I read about this. Which is the actual runtime of the movie. What? What? And it's just on a loop over and over and over. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, so Ryan Reynolds even went on Twitter uh, pretending to warn Warner Brothers and the other companies involved with the film saying like, oh, hey, there's a bootleg. You guys should do something about this. But in reality, it was just like a troll move. But I appreciated that. I appreciated that. So, you know, Detective Pikachu's out now, 
But Legendary began working on the sequel to the movie way back in January 2019 before the first one even wrapped production. Oren Uziel, uh, he's hired to work on the script. His credits include 22 Jump Street, uh, Mortal Kombat Rebirth. I think that's a YouTube video or like a short YouTube movie. Mm -hmm. um, and he also worked on Mortal Kombat Legacy, which was a TV show. And he's also a writer on Sonic the Hedgehog. So we'll see how that uh, yeah. goes. Yikes. Yeah. 22 Jump Street, I give you a thumbs up for that in Mortal Kombat. But Sonic, we'll, we'll see about that. All right. So let's get into our experience with the movie. Elizabeth, why don't you tell us what your experience was with Detective Pikachu? So we got there, got some beers, and like I said, I didn't even know that Detective Pikachu was like a thing, so I was kind of confused too, and I was kind of hoping like Erica that maybe it's not really detective anything, maybe like they'll surprise me and it won't be like that. It'll remind me more of how I remember Pokemon, but we, I watched it with Jason and we were both kind of like what is going on? Like we were kind of confused about the plot. Things kept changing. And if you missed like a sentence, you're done. Like you're not going to know what's supposed to be happening or happening next. Or it was just different. I mean, I, I en really enjoyed seeing some of those Pokemon like from my childhood, but then there was some that I didn't know, which is fine. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good experience. All right, Jason, what's your experience with uh, this movie? Elizabeth and I went to go see it. It was a Wednesday night. Uh, we went to the Harkins and Redlands. And, uh, you know, I I didn't know how I was feeling walking into the movie. Again, I didn't know it was a game before. I didn't do much research about the movie or anything, really, before I walked into it. I'd seen some stuff that Ryan Reynolds posts on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So I knew he was the voice of Pikachu. And, I mean, knowing he's doing the voice, I was like, okay, I kind of want to see this now. Uh, just I knew it, there'd be a, a lot of humor in it. And uh, I mean, we get there and we had decent seats. It kind of starts off on a bad note just because the f the previews, I was just shaking my head the whole time. <laughs> like one, of course, was Sonic. So I'm just like, I don't want to see this shit in big screen. Uh, second one was like some chick flick. And I was like, oh, my God. And then the third one that I remember was about a dog that like kept coming back to its oh owner. God, I wanted to cry. I, I was he's like, that I'm looks like, dumb. And I'm like. I'm like, what it the? It does. Wait, so would you give that trailer a K9 out of 10? <laughs> oh my God. It's number three. Um, so I was like, oh, this is not a good way to start the movie. And then the movie starts. And I, I mean, I like the way it starts. It was cool to see it live action. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, I, I, I liked some of the movie. I, I walked to the theater not completely disappointed. But I mean, I was just happy that there was no like loud people around us or anything like that. Like we, we got to enjoy the movie with nothing really happening crazy around us. But uh, I don't know if I ever want to see it again. But I would say I would like to see another one and see what they do with it. Like I'm kind of curious now, like after seeing that the production value was pretty good. I mean, you see the trailer for Sonic and you're like, oh, my God. And you look at this and it's like, OK, there's a there's some stuff I didn't like, but there was some stuff I really did. I'm like, I want to see what they can do with this. So I'm kind of curious what comes next, if there's going to be anything next. I mean, it sounds like there is. But you know, overall, it was a good experience watching it. My experience with the movie was like, I first heard about the movie being kind of launched or in development, like back when they announced it. And I remember being in the car and hearing like, oh, they're making a live action Pokemon movie. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And then they're like, and it's going to be based on the Pikachu detective game or whatever. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Like I was like, you're handed a layup, and like it's a layup, and you guys are missing it. You guys, you guys are trying to shoot a three from half court now. It's like ridiculous. But um, so I wasn't sold on the movie at all after hearing that news. But when the first trailer dropped, 
or maybe maybe even back when they announced Ryan Reynolds being involved, I was like, okay, this seems kind of interesting, whatever. But when that first trailer dropped, I was hooked. Like they completely changed my mind. Like the visual style, how everything looked, the humor they kind of had. Like I, it didn't feel like it was just aimed at kids. It felt like it was aimed at the broader audience. And I feel like the movie's targeted specifically uh, people in our demographic, age-wise, people that grew up playing the game, but maybe adults now that might have kids that they can take also. Mm -hmm. So I definitely appreciated the marketing push. And the more the marketing stuff came out, the more I I liked it even more. As far as the movie, uh, I went to go see it with Dominic and Priscilla, like the preview night, so like Thursday night or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, so I went to go see it with them. I'll save a lot of that stuff for Trash or Treasure, but I thought the movie like looked interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, overall, it was cool. Surprisingly, you know, like there were a ton of kids at my showing at 10 o'clock on a Thursday night. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they were all well behaved. And hey, shout out to the parents, man. That's good, man. Yeah, shout That's out to awesome. the parents. Erica, what's your experience? Um, I actually saw this Friday night with my little brother because Corwin didn't want to go with me. So my other little brother, my real brother. <laughs> I was watching Booksmart. Oh, okay. Anyways, so uh, we saw the 9.30 showing after I was done with like work stuff. We got there early because I don't know why we thought it was going to be like Endgame where we would have fine seats. So we got there relatively early and there was no one in the theater. So my brother and I are like, awesome. We're going to sit in the front. Like, well, you know, like the little handicap section. We're going to sit in the front. We're going to put our feet up. And then some people start shuffling in. And everyone's going in their little designated areas. No one's sitting next to anyone. And right when the movie starts this group of four walk in and there's a ton of seats around that are still open this bitch (laughs) decides to sit right next to me there's a ton of open seats and she sits right next to me the whole entire movie she's rocking back and forth in her chair she's moving around she's getting up she's making noise to the point where I looked over and I was like could you stop there's like 50 other seats or you can go there like why'd you sit next to me and she was like oh that was it oh (laughs) and so other than that i actually liked the movie to an extent but we'll get like Kerwin says we'll get into that during trash and treasure um visually i enjoyed it uh but like jason says i'm looking forward to seeing if they are going to do more with the whole pokemon franchise all right so let's get into uh, Trash or Treasure. I feel like this is going to be pretty interesting. <laughs> so uh, Elizabeth, why don't you hit us with your Trash or Treasure? Okay. I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Um, trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> graphics. Trash. I just feel like it's 2019. I know that they're capable of more um, or of it looking better or of it looking more real or how, however you want to say that. Um, you didn't think it looked good? No. Do you think there was some stuff that looked good? I, I think, no. I mean, it it was okay, but it's like, it was just okay. You expected more. I expected more. I expected it to be more, like, real. Like, it was just kind of like, it looked off. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, Pikachu looked like like a yellow teddy bear, like, at some points. Like, when he was carrying him out of the water and stuff. I'm like, they really just put, like a stuffed animal in his arms and thought that nobody was going to notice that it looks bad. Like it doesn't look. I mean, especially considering like they had a $150 million budget for their first movie. That's, that's pretty large for this kind of movie. Right. Yeah. So I I see where you're coming from. Yeah. The plot. (laughs) I literally still don't even know what happened. 
I don't understand. Agreed. Any part of it. Like, I'm like, I'm glad I sat there for like an hour and a half and I got to see some Pokemon. But as far as like what actually happened, I have no clue. I have no clue what the point was, who was the bad guy, who was the good guy, because it changed like 900 times. So it was, I was like rushed almost, correct? It was it was rushed and like I think they're trying to do that thing where like every movie has to have like a plot twist and a plot turn and you don't yeah. know what's going to happen and you don't know how it's going to end. But that was just very like confusing for me. Like I'm simple minded, like it needs to be very clear like what's happening. The whole time it was fucking ditto. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I'm like what wait, what? Can I just interject really quick? Yeah. About this it. whole plot situation. Sure. And we're going to get to it, I'm sure. But can I just say, does Ditto evolve into humans? Can it, or not evolve, can it change into humans? Because that was weird to me. From my experience, I don't think Ditto can turn into anything but other Pokemon. But I think in the show, I think there was an episode where Ditto turned into Ash, I, I think. Either Ash or Misty. I could be wrong, though. But those eyeballs, man. Yeah, that was, that was the creepiest creepy. fucking thing, man. <laughs> so freaky. And they kept changing to different Pokemon, just the eyes. And I'm just like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah, I did not like that. No, but that was the thing from the show, though. Like, when it turned into something else, you could always tell it was a ditto because it couldn't change its eyes. Something about it being yeah. live action and the way they shot it, yeah. it looked creepy as fuck. Man. But ditto is a very cute Pokemon when he's ditto because he looks all happy and like a little blob. But then when he transforms into another Pokemon, <laughs> he looks like a freak. Like, ditto looks like Kirby forgot to exercise like that's literally what ditto looks like he does he does okay sorry <laughs> go ahead <laughs> um so that's that's it for trash for me um for treasure like i said i i loved that they included the old school pokemon that i remember um i'm also glad that they threw some new ones in there so um kerwin was talking about they kind of gave that um broad audience range for different people to kind of know or see something that they like that I know from Pokemon cards, Game Boy Color. So I play, I also played um, Game Boy Color. And so I like remember some of those Pokemon that were in there. Uh, Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. That was funny. Um, some of the music was cool, like how they incorporated that. Um, and that's it. When he was singing, when he was sad. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. That was hysterical. That was funny. Yeah. All right, Jay, uh, what's your trash or treasure? Well, my first one I wrote down says everything but Pikachu. Uh, for my first trash, but uh, <laughs> first trash. Yeah, I guess I'm being a little harsh on it. I mean, do you have 150 trashes? <laughs> yeah, no, I have 808. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, kind of a lot of the same things Elizabeth said. The plot was messy, hard to follow. Um, the Mewtwo thing, I just, I don't know why I didn't like it. I don't like the way Mewtwo looked visually, personally. Agreed. I kind of liked how Pikachu looked. For the most part, I thought that was the best one that was done. I guess because you got to see him, you just saw him a lot. Different lighting, walking, getting wet. You got to see a lot of different things. I think they spent a lot of time on him, which they should have. But yeah, like some of the other ones, I think it was like a Machamp, like in the middle of the street, like directing traffic, just, it didn't look really that great. Um, I don't know what the the little purple ones that were like going crazy were. Oh, A-poms. Yeah, they kind of look okay sometimes, like shit other times. I feel like the Pokemon that don't get focused on, like, so, like, Apoms look fine. Pikachu looks great. Um, that that uh, Charizard. Sorry Charizard looked up. pretty good. That Charizard yeah. looked dope. That was some Mother of Dragons shit there. Yeah, like, I feel like the Pokemon that weren't at all ever the central focus of the story, they kind of, like, they kind of cut corners on. 
Yeah. I think I think that's kind of what it is. Like I think Pikachu looked the best out of it, and then it kind of went down a couple of tiers from there. So like if this Pokemon's not a part of the story, uh, we're just gonna not worry about that. And that's kind of how I felt too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't like seeing Ryan Reynolds at the end. I thought that it would have been cool to keep that voice of Pikachu and like maybe see another movie where Ryan Reynolds voices Pikachu again. I don't know. So I, I kind of was disappointed at the end. It was cool. It was, I, I didn't expect it, I guess, yeah. to see him. But at the same time, I was kind of hoping if they're going to do another movie, we'd see Ryan Reynolds as the voice. Uh, I'll leave the other trashes to you guys because I know there's a lot. Uh, Treasure. Uh, I like the beginning of the movie. Kind of like Pokemon Go. I yeah. Mean, we all experienced that within the last couple of years. I thought that was pretty cool to see that, like, being live action. Pikachu, um, I think Ryan Reynolds did great. Visually looked the best. Ditto, I thought that was pretty cool. What they did with him. I kind of like the Jigglypuff scene a little bit. Jigglypuff looked really good. I thought Jigglypuff looked... Yeah. I, and to agree with you guys, I liked um, the Charizard scene, like, when they yeah. were doing the battle. I thought that looked pretty good. Again, I just... I don't know a lot of these Pokemon, so it's like... It was interesting to see them, but I don't. It's hard for me to appreciate it just because I don't know much. Yeah. Um, although the Psyduck was kind of annoying, I thought it was kind of cool too. Um, I thought they did a good job with him, kind of keeping true to like the cartoon and the story and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, overall, the movie was okay. I think I agree with the critics. I think it was around a 65%. So I think that's about right. I think there's some stuff they got right, um, and there's some stuff I would like to see them improve upon in the next one. But yeah. All right, so for my trash or treasure, oh man. All right, so I feel like the movie kind of drags at the beginning. This is my trash, by the way. Um, and I'm just waiting for Ryan Reynolds to show up. I, I spend the first, was it like 15 minutes? Like it's just the kid walking yeah. around. He meets his friend. Shout out Pokemon. to the dude from Deadpool, the taxi driver oh, from yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was him. That was him, yeah. Do you remember his name? His, uh, what's his name? The character's or the actor? The actor's name. You I said forget. it earlier, but okay. I, I yeah, forget. I forget the actor's name. But um, yeah, like I kind of felt like the movie drags and I'm just waiting for Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu to show up. Mm. And then then I feel like the movie gets started. So I'm kind of asleep at the first, you know, 20 minutes. Um, Greninja, this gets into kind of Pokemon. Not a fan. Uh, he's that like ninja water frog looking Pokemon. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, when I say I stopped playing after generation 5, like I don't find Pokemon designs after that generation to be that innovative or cool looking. Wait, which one was that one? Uh the one in the lab? Yeah, the three guys at the lab that are throwing like water ninja stars and all that other shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, know I, that was. Yeah, I get like that's a popular Pokemon, but this is just me being biased, being an old man. Like I uh not a fan of that. Not really a fan of the newer Pokemon from the last couple games. Um okay, so the Argas, right? Does the Argas let Tim understand Pikachu or what is it? Or is it Mewtwo or, or what is it? Because he inhales the Argas and he can understand Pikachu, but why only Pikachu and not other Pokemon? And why do other Pokemon go crazy and some Pokemon don't go crazy when the Argas goes off? Which one didn't go crazy? I, I kind of feel like before Mewtwo or the old guy kind of merges their minds together, not all of them are going crazy. Like when they're at the parade or whatever, mm -hmm. not every Pokemon goes crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Psyduck wasn't going crazy. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is like um, when all those humans get hit with the Argas, are they also able to understand their Pokemon after? Like, I don't I don't understand. Plot trash. Yeah. Plot is <laughs> plot is trash. Yeah. Also. I get we get the Pokemon battle, which I appreciate. We get a Pokemon battle, but I, I didn't really like that scene. Really? Yeah. I kind of yeah. liked it. I wasn't a fan. I just, I felt like all the acting was over the top. Shout out to Diplo in the background. But like, 
I just feel like the dude that he was battling against, I'm gonna call that guy Craven the Hunter because he looked like Craven the Hunter <laughs> from Spider Man. But like, I felt like that dude was overacting. And I feel like a lot of people in this movie overact. Like, I'm gonna give a lot of props to Justice Smith. Like, he made his interactions with Pikachu believable. But I feel like everybody outside of him and Ryan Reynolds are just overacting. Maybe, maybe not Catherine, uh, the girl that plays Lucy. Like, her first appearance really turned me off when she meets him on the stairway or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, bring it down a couple levels. But like throughout the rest of the movie, she kind of like evened out. Kind of end up liking her, I think, towards the end. Yeah, I did like her character a lot towards the end. I like that she wears her Psyduck on a backpack. Yeah, just doesn't, uh, no, Missy wears Togepi on her back, right? Yeah. Yeah, also main character has Pikachu, main female lead has Psyduck, like in the TV show. So that was a that was a cool thing. Um, I felt like uh, the movie didn't move fluidly. I felt like we always had to pause and grind to a halt to hit either an emotional beat or a um, like a comedic beat. Like anytime the movie had to be funny, it was like, hey, we gotta stop now, we gotta do something funny. And then it's <laughs> like, oh, hey, stop now, we gotta have an emotional scene. And it's just like, it, it never- like just flowing. Yeah, it never just felt like organic. You know how we kind of talk about like Guardians and Guardians 2? I feel like that happens in those movies a lot. And I feel like this movie suffers from the same problems. Like it never does anything naturally. Oh uh, yeah. So speaking about the way Pokemon look, like to your point, Elizabeth, I do think they cut a lot of corners with certain Pokemon. My least favorite was Gengar. I thought Gengar looked like absolute ass in this movie. He was terrible. And that makes me so upset because Gengar is one of my favorite Pokemon. Same. Gengar is in my top three Pokemon. Yeah. And I thought he looked stupid. He did. He looks so. St- he looked like I, a purple fog. He looked like like a, a fucking set of buck teeth that has been smoking too much. <laughs> well, like he- <laughs> but like, okay, I have a question. Sorry to cut you off, just to get it off my chest. Okay, so Gengar in the actual Pokemon show is technically like solid. He's not foggy. He's not a ghost type. He's essentially like a solid uh, Pokemon. Am I wrong? or Am I right? No, I think I think I think being a ghost Pokemon, you can have those kind of like. Wispy movements. Like wispy movements and stuff. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is just like, just the way they designed him. He's just like straight gas. Yeah, no, not even the gas part. Just like the teeth, the eyes. He looked nothing like the Pokemon. Like I think every other design in the movie looked like the Pokemon. And I felt like Gengar looked nothing like Gengar. Like you kind of knew who it was after a second, but yeah, it didn't look like. I honestly kind of thought like at first glance when he was zooming around the arena that he was um, Hunter for a second. Yeah. Yeah. And then I realized when he was standing and he was kind of like puffy or bigger, I was like, oh, that's Gengar. And speaking of Gengar, missed opportunity. Uh, Gengar should have been fighting Nidorino, just like in the video game. Yes. That was a huge missed opportunity. Also, I don't like to see Blastoise lose because my favorite Pokemon is War Turtle. Um, <laughs> and to your point, Jason, I don't feel like Mewtwo should have been in this movie. I feel like Mewtwo is a Pokemon you save for like later. Yeah. I so agree. you kind of like. You kind of run through a lot of that. I kind of have no idea what they're going to do with the franchise moving forward, but I feel like, did you really need to bring Mewtwo out in this movie? You could have done this with any other psychic Pokemon, like a Hypno or Alakazam or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's almost like we were talking about earlier, like doing too much, you know, trying to cram too much in one movie because they're not sure where it's going to go. I feel like that was kind of one of those things. It's like, why are we seeing him right now? Like from the get go of the movie. Yeah. And there's bigger implications with Mewtwo too, because like Mewtwo was created what at the Sylph Company, Sylphco or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, In a next to Saffron, Saffron City. Saffron City, yeah. So like that means Team Rocket exists. And they Oh, even, I would love to see Team Rocket show up. Yeah, and I was hoping Team Rocket would be in this movie, another trash. Um 
But it's just like they talk about like, oh, we got Mewtwo at this lab after he escaped 20 years ago. 20 years ago is when the first Pokemon movie came out. And we know that Mewtwo escaped from what, Viridian City or whatever? Or Saffron from Team Rocket and Giovanni. So my whole thinking is like, is this movie connected to the show? Like the game lore? Like what's the deal? Like they never really put this movie anywhere within that. And if it's not, it's cool. But it's just like, figure that shit out. Make up your mind. That would have been cool though if it was all connected with everything. I would have been down with that. Um, not really a trash, but you know this movie's about detective work and cops. Not a single officer Jenny <gasps> in the entire movie. Right? Not a, We see the police with Growlithes, right? which is cool. Yeah, they that's that's canon, but like no officer Jennys yeah. at all. I, I didn't get that. I, I feel like the detective, the main detective, should have been Jenny. <laughs> oh, like Ken Watanabe's character? Yeah, yeah. Like Detective Jenny. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> like, have that person be Officer Jenny. I thought that would have been cool. The giant Torterra scene, what the fuck was the point of that? I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't me know. either. I'm just like, uh, okay. I get that it was, they had used whatever, the R or something, or they were manipulating the Pokemon genetics. And I get that, that they were trying to do that with to the Torterras. But that scene could have just gone without. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't need, like, other than looking cool, it didn't need to be there. But my whole thing is just like, ain't nobody in the city gonna notice that? There's no earthquake. Like, what happens when the Torterra need to eat? What happens when the Torterra need to fuck? Like, <laughs> what's gonna happen <laughs> to when the they city? Need to walk what? around. Yeah, it's just like, so what, they just lay there the whole time? Like, nobody notices, like, when they get back to the sea, like, oh, shit, there's a huge earthquake. The mountains are <laughs> yeah. moving. Yeah, this Torterra dick flowing through the sky. <laughs> Jeez. Plot. What's going I, on right now? I Plot trash. I thought Psyduck's migraine was what caused like an earthquake. And that's what I thought the whole entire time. And then the Toterra started moving and I was like, what the shit is this? No, I'm cool with that. It's just like, I don't, other than like being visually cool looking, like that makes no sense to have yeah. just giant Torterra. Like those are huge mountains. Like, those mountains. weren't even a garden. That was a fucking yeah. mountain range. Basically, what, what that means is like 20 years ago, those mountains didn't exist. Yeah, it has no point. There's no purpose for like that. Like, no one noticed there's a brand new mountain like behind them <laughs> next to the city. Like, that mountain looks like a huge Torterra dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really stuck on these Torterra dicks right now. <laughs> and then... Um, I'm not a fan of them using like fake Japanese letters at the very beginning of the uh, movie. What was up with that? Yeah, I thought that was, I was like, that's kind of insensitive. Just use like a regular font. Like we get it. It's a Japanese video game. Like we fucking get it. Like. Why was she, okay, sorry to cut you off. Why was the driver's side on the right side of the car too? Oh yeah, she was on the, she was on the right side of the road, but she was driving JDM. Like she had, yeah. she had her shit on, on the right side of the car. Yeah. You need to switch lanes. Yes. Yeah. It's not supposed to be like that. The driver's supposed to be towards the center. Yes. Do All of not, it was weird to me. Don't understand that. Plot hole. Trash. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So we get to Pikachu and we talked about this earlier. Pikachu turns out to be Ryan Reynolds, right? I'm not a fan of the dad being Pikachu the whole time. You kind of figure that out just from the trailer. Like, oh, I'm your dad's Pikachu. Also, your dad went missing. And I was kind of like, yo, that's his dad. Yeah. Like, I'm cool with, you know, his dad coming out towards the end, like being who he is. But it's just like, yo, you just spent, what, a couple days a week with this Pokemon? You never thought once, like, yo, you sound just like my dad. Like, you sound just like him. Like, that never occurred to you that this Pokemon has your dad's voice? I, I don't understand. I guess you just have to suspend disbelief when you're watching this. Yeah, but my whole question is like, where do you go from here now that Ryan Reynolds is human again? Does Pikachu still talk? 
Yeah, you know, because that was kind of the appeal of the movie was that oh, Pikachu yeah. could talk. So it's just like Pikachu don't talk anymore. And also, hopefully, I don't know, maybe Justice Smith gets his own Pokemon in the next movie. I hope so. I would hope so. Maybe like a talking Gengar that doesn't look like shit. <laughs> yeah. How are they going to explain that now when they do that? Like how they, if they can communicate, like how, what's the weird well, gas they get again? No, well, that's the thing YouTube? too is, did they go over this in the movie? Like when Lucy talks to Psyduck, does she only hear Psyduck, Psyduck, Psyduck? Because he was saying, Pikachu was saying that no one can understand what the Pokemon is saying. They just feel it. So. Well, I think that kind of goes with the show. Like with the show, like you kind of know what the Pokemon means, but like the people never understand it. But like the Pokemon always understand what the person is saying. Like I've noticed from the show, but that's just me. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't answer that. Yeah, so that was that's what's weird to me. Yeah, too. Th- this movie posed more questions than it did answer anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely a kid movie. That's yeah. for sure. I don't yeah. think any of those little kids knew what was going on, and I don't think they cared. Yeah, kids <laughs> don't care for the plot. But like speaking of the plot, my last trash is like, yeah, the plot is ass. Just like, oh, I want to merge with a Pokemon, and it got it got too it got too big for itself. It's just like, just find out what happened to the dad. It could have just been Team Rocket. It could have just been like a underground criminal underworld Giovanni. type thing. Yeah, it could have just been like bad guys, but we had to have this whole plot where this guy's obsessed with Pokemon and so much that he wants to become a Pokemon. And I just kind of felt like, just reel it in a little bit. Like reel it in, save that shit for later. Like it was too, it's too much. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was stupid. And if I wanted to be a Pokemon, I would want to merge with a Snorlax. All you do is eat and <laughs> sleep all day. Like, Yeah. <laughs> And block people's paths. <laughs> and block people's paths. Yeah, yes. but that's my trash. It's a lot of trash. I'm gonna get through my treasure real quick. Um, I love Mr. Mime. Uh, I liked all yeah, his scenes. Mr. Mime was good. I love how the Pokemon just kind of exists in the world, and it doesn't really take you out of the movie. Like you see, like Growlithe walking with the police. That's a reference to the show. Like the Squirtles are with the fire department. I thought that was cool. Just people like sharing the subway with Pokemon, sitting on benches. So I thought they did a good job. They never took you out of the movie, you know, Snorlax sleeping in the street yeah. and then Macho cast a direct traffic around it or whatever. So I thought that was cool. Um, I like, you know, once again, that they went with the older actor to kind of appeal to our older demographic, like the people that grew up on Pokemon and are adults now. I'm glad they didn't go with like a tiny kid, like a small child, because yeah. I think you're not able to achieve a lot of the humor or go to a lot of the places comedically that you would want to go to kind of appeal to a broader audience. So I'm glad that they did that. Um, I like Justice Smith. Like I said before, he has great chemistry with Ryan Reynolds. Um, I can't help but feel like this movie would be better if it was PG-13. Oh my God. I feel like I think it, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, I feel like it would have been. Um, I like that you see actual moves. I like the fact that uh, Miss Norman is ditto. Um, Ryan Reynolds is cool as Pikachu. Not really a fan of the opening scene where he tries to catch Cubone. Really? I kind of liked really? it. I liked it. Not really. I would have liked, that's where I would have liked to see a battle. I would have liked to see Cubone attacking Justice and then his friend has to step in and use his Pokemon to kind of battle and catch Cubone himself. Hmm. I feel like that's where I wanted to see a battle to kind of see how the whole catching Pokemon thing works uh, instead of I'm going to just walk up and throw a ball at you and it's like, hey, dumbass, you kind of got to damage it first. This ain't the Safari Zone. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you can't pay your $5 to get in here. Yeah, to get in the, and you have what, like 60 or 10 minutes to be in the Safari Zone and you get 30 balls or whatever. Yeah. We're probably wrong. So all you people listening, email us. I don't care what you think. Um, <laughs> shout out to Poke Floats from Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, you remember that stage of Melee where all it's like Pokemon balloons and you have to fight on top oh, of them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's like a direct reference to Super Smash Brothers 2. 
I love the cinematography in this movie at night. I love how like the color grading and all that other stuff, like it really does look like a Blade Runner type movie. When you get to the daytime scenes, not a fan though, not really okay. a fan. And then, uh, you know, my last treasure of the movie is I love the end credits, how um, everything's drawn by Kensu Yamori to look like it's from the game. Yeah. So you have the main characters oh, yeah, and yeah, everybody. Yeah. So that's that's my trash and treasure. But Erica, what's your trash or treasure? First and foremost, the my first trash is going to be the plot. Like everyone said already, it was just weird. Like there was no, like there, it didn't flow like Kerwin said. It was just very okay, like you said, there's a joke here, let's stop. Or let's just have an emotional moment. It wasn't, it didn't flow. There was just so much that wasn't going on, but was going on to where, like I said before, it was very written for a kid. Because kids, their imaginations can run wild. Like the whole Mewtwo thing, like what was the point of that? I feel like you said Mewtwo should have been saved for a bigger movie there could have been any other psychic Pokemon. It could have been Team Rocket. It could have been a bad guy. It just it didn't need to have to be Mewtwo. And I feel like they wasted Mewtwo on that. I didn't like how Ryan Reynolds was the dad at the end. Yeah. Loved him as Pikachu, like we all discussed. But for him to just out of nowhere show up and be like, hey, kid, you want your train ticket? Like, what? <laughs> Where did that even come from? Um, that, that scene does kind of make you wonder as like kid like how do you not recognize this voice the entire time like at that point you're just like how do you not know this this whole time yeah that or this is your father it. or like hmm this sounds familiar Tim I, I am your father <laughs> that's not true <laughs> that's impossible search your jellies you know it search to be true search your jellies um I okay we're gonna get really nerdy really quick um I'm gonna agree with Kerwin I didn't like Gengar I wish there was more battles other other than that battle in the underground Pokemon trading, whatever the hell that was. But you have a Pokemon. Why don't you have any healing potions? Like, how did you just let your Pikachu almost die? <laughs> well, he's like a he's like an ex trainer that's kind of like removed himself from. But the Pokemon you no, world. but you would think like you have a Pokemon. You being an ex trainer, you would know to carry these things. Like what happens if your Pokemon get sick? And like that was just super frustrating that he's sitting here begging all the Bulbasaur to find him a Pokemon to heal his Pikachu when he should have been more prepared. Or even even if he doesn't have it, Lucy should have had something. Lucy should have had something. Yeah, just get a hyper potion, get fucking two hundred HP back, call it a day. Yeah. Right. Now you didn't have to lead your enemies to this Mewtwo, who also Mewtwo apparently heals Pokemon now. Is that a thing? Like I said, a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. A in this lot movie. of questions, <laughs> not enough answers. Um, I am going to agree with Liz. I wouldn't necessarily call it trash, but the graphics, like you guys were saying, there were some Pokemon who didn't look as good as the ones that we mainly focused on. Like, I was honestly kind of disappointed with the Snorlax. Uh, I didn't like how he looked. I felt like Snorlax is a larger than life Pokemon, and why did he look like he was just he was the size of the little panda? Like the big pandas. I don't know what those are called. But pandas. The pandas. <laughs> or no, he was like the size of that Machamp. Oh, you mean the pandas on the bench? Yeah, the oh, giant panda on the bench. Got you, got you. Yeah. Like that's what Snorlax was the size of when if you're gonna put this much money into making a Pokemon movie, at least do a little more work on making it look what it looks like in the film not the film, sorry, in the um, anime or in the Pokemon game because a Snorlax is the size of a freaking house. 
He is. I mean, I don't know if it's the size of a house, but he's pretty, he's much bigger than what he looks like. He's much bigger than what the movie did. Um, But yeah, like Liz said, some of the graphics for the Pokemon weren't as good as others. Um, That's pretty much my only trash that I have, though, is just the plot was just terrible. And what's his name? Tim not having any heal potions and stuff. But my treasures, I will say that the Pokemon that they did focus on was really good graphically. I did like Pikachu. I thought Pikachu looked really good. Um, I was thoroughly surprised with what Gyarados looked like. That was awesome. When he threw the Magikarp and it exploded (laughs) into the Gyarados. That was way cool. Charizard looked awesome. Um, I loved Mr. Mime. I laughed way too hard at Mr. Mime's scene. Yeah, that was pretty good. Like when he was on his motorcycle and then he crashed and he he's like, oh, he's not going to survive this one. And he's like rolling. Or when Tim gets in the box with him and then he's pouring gasoline on him. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. And then at the end of it, when he just throws the match still and the Mr. Mime's like, Ugh. Um, I like that a lot. I loved Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. I think they picked a great person. I couldn't imagine Danny DeVito running around in a little Pikachu costume. I love Psyduck, actually. I didn't think Psyduck was annoying. I thought he was so freaking cute. And I was waiting for him to finally unleash his little migraine. I don't know what that move's called. His uh, headache, whatever it was. I liked the whole Ditto scene. It was super creepy with the Ditto eyeballs. Oh, yeah. Especially when he took off Miss Norman's glasses, right? That was whose glasses came off first. Um, he took Miss Norman's glasses off. That one freaked me out. As soon as I saw those beady little ditto eyes, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I like the final battle with Mewtwo and Pikachu on the floats. Like you said, it was very reminiscent of Super Smash Brothers. And I just thought Pikachu finally using his powers. That looked legit. Um, other than that, yeah, I think those are pretty much all my trash and treasures. I was looking at my notes and I noticed one thing. Um, so Mewtwo was always in Detective Pikachu, the game. Oh. But oh, okay. But I guess the plot was a lot more reserved in the video game. Mewtwo was used to create a drug that drove Pokemon crazy. Um, in were, the actual... In the game. Oh. Yeah, but there was no fusing Pokemon and people together. There was no Peoplemon. You know, there was none of that shit. Oh, yeah, sorry. That was one of my other trashes. You're bringing that up. Um, what, what the heck was that? Because all of a sudden these bodies are just disappearing because like the guy that was wearing the, uh, what's his name? The dad, Roger? Don't know. Okay, so the dad that wanted to fuse himself into Mewtwo, he wasn't physically inside Mewtwo, but everyone else in the street was physically inside their Pokemon. Like their bodies just disappeared. That was weird to me. Don't know how that works. Yeah. So yeah, it was really it was that was weird. Trash. Trash. Um, okay. So there's one little fact though. When Tim gets to his dad's apartment, there's a movie playing on TV, <gasps> and it's the same movie that plays on TV in Home Alone. Yeah. When Kevin is eating ice cream, and the name of that movie is called Angels with Filthy Souls. So it's what he uses when he what orders the food. I think. Yeah. 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 Leave the pizza or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, what do you say? Something. Take that, you filthy animal, or whatever. But like, yeah, that's the exact same movie that plays. That's that's all I got for fun facts. Not a lot of fun facts about this movie. <laughs> all right, so let's get into uh, how much we would pay to watch Detective Pikachu. Let's get into our ticket prices. Elizabeth, how much would you pay to watch Pokemon Detective Pikachu? This is tough because. I think Jason said you would never watch this again, right? Uh, no, not by choice. Right, and I think I'm in that same boat, but 
I did enjoy actually seeing the Pokemon, so I'm going to go with $5. All right, Jason, uh, how much are you going to pay to watch Detective Pikachu? All right, so I'm a little torn. I think it was a cool idea. I think there are some stuff I liked, a lot more that I didn't like. That's tough. I mean, I really like Ryan Reynolds. I mean, Yeah, he was really good. Deadpool is one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's just kind of some of the humor. I mean, it's definitely tamed down, but you could just kind of, you kind of feel it in this movie too. In your jellies? In your jellies, yeah. <laughs> um, that was the weirdest thing, in your I, jellies. I legit said that the other day. <laughs> like after I saw it yesterday, I was like, I can feel it in my jellies. And I was like... What? <laughs> I, I know this isn't a 20 at all. It's, I don't think it's a 50. I think I have to go five too. I think I have to go five bucks personally. Um, there are a lot of things I love about this movie. You know, being a huge fan of the franchise growing up, up until maybe the last 10 years when I stopped following it all together. Because the games are cool. I'm not going to front. And there's a lot of Easter eggs in here for like a lot of the older fans. I, I do love that they do a lot of love our way. But had this movie just kept the plot much more simple, it would have been better. Just this plot is so convoluted, ridiculous. Some of the animation on some of the Pokemon just looks so terrible. Uh, some people are just overacting, and I just feel like this movie is a little disjointed here and there. But it does have a lot of good moments, and I love Justice Smith and the chemistry he has with Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. And for that alone, I would pay $5. And I forgot my biggest treasure about this movie. Um, my biggest treasure about this movie is that Dominic isn't on this episode to give this movie $10. Because he wanted to give this movie $10. He loves this movie. Really? Or, or he likes it a lot. I don't know. I don't know what the I fuck. Mean, I don't know. I don't know. But like, I'm glad he's not here because I told him after we saw John Wick that I was about to shit all over this movie. So, Dominic, if you're listening, I'm glad you're not here. He comes out of left field sometimes with his ratings. I'm always like, like he'll give something a 20. I gave $10 to him. I'm like, how? But, yeah. <laughs> That would have been interesting. That's his opinion. <laughs> All right, Erica. Uh, what about you? How much are you paying? I originally was going to pay $10 to see this. Um, but after thinking it through and rethinking it and thinking over it again and trying to figure out what the hell was even going on in the movie, I am going to give it a five just because I agree with all of you. I do enjoy the chemistry between, um, what's his name? Justice Smith. Justice Smith. I enjoy the chemistry with Justice Smith and Ryan Reynolds. I think Ryan Reynolds played a great Pikachu. Like we've said in the past, I... I'm kind of sad that he's the dad now because I would love to have seen more Pikachu-esque things with him as that character. So yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go with $5 too. I'm not gonna crap over this movie. Like obviously we're all adults here. You know, we're like, you know, late 20s, 30s, early 30s and all that stuff. So we do understand that this movie does have to appeal to the younger demographic as well. We're not gonna discount that as well. Like we know the movie kind of succeeds in that department, but I think... If you're approaching this film thinking that kids are going to love it no matter what, then the least you could do is, you know, straighten out this plot a little bit because kids will still like it. Yeah. And it'll still make sense to adults that can keep track of what's happening. Well, and that was the thing, too. When we were in the theater, there was a decent amount of children on a Friday night in that theater with my brother and I. And the kids were so into it. Like they were cheering when their favorite Pokemon came on the screen. But I can guarantee you every adult in that theater was kind of like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah. what was this even about? And there's nothing there's nothing missing from the plot necessarily, but like the plot gets too big for the movie. Like yeah. the plot gets way, like if you pay attention to the dialogue and it goes really quick, like you will miss things if you don't pay attention. Like the, the plot is there, but like this plot, it just exponentially 
rapidly grows in the last like 20 minutes of the movie from the moment you find they go to like the uh the Mewtwo cage or whatever and they get traced down by the uh, Greninja like the plot just explodes like oh now we're merging Pokemon oh now uh, there's a ditto that's faking it pretending to be my son and now my son's locked up and now I-, I gotta evolve into a Pokemon and now I'm gonna turn the whole city into Pokemon it's just like whoa like you really we're, like we're, we're just looking for his dad <laughs> like chill like this is the one movie where like I want the character to only have daddy issues it's just like fuck <laughs> like bring that shit back and you have the the main guy and his son like you never explore their relationship like he, you just throw him in a closet for who knows how long you know what I'm saying so it's just like missed opportunity there like yeah. why yeah. not juxtapose Tim and Ryan Reynolds relationship with the old guy and the young guy's relationship why not that's a missed opportunity there considering it's a family movie well no I think they did do that but it was very they didn't go into it I think they just mentioned it because remember when Tim was in the uh, what's it called the um, detective's office and he was like what's his name Oh, Ken Watanabe. Yeah, Ken Watanabe. His character, when he was like, Tim, like, your dad may have been here, but he loved you very, very much. And then he was like, oh, more than you love Pokemon or whatever, or whatever he'd said to that extent. No, I got that for Tim and his dad. Well, but no, like, but then the two guys, too, were saying that after they filmed that thing, they were getting in that fight. And then the guy was like, well, my dad loves Pokemon more than me. And that's why. But it's just like, I feel like they never spent enough time with them. That's they just know, me personally. No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. And I agree with you completely. I think they just mentioned it and then you could have made more out of it. Yeah, I just make that the theme of the movie, the main theme. Yeah. But um, I mean, as far as ticket prices go, we're paying $5 to see this movie. Everybody cool with that? Yeah. Sounds pretty fair. Yep. Five bucks is cool. But I still have that. I'm going to still pose that question. What were your starter Pokemons? Now I'm, I'm genuinely curious. And what is your favorite Pokemon? <laughs> Uh, my favorite Pokemon was Eevee. That was pretty basic. Oh. No, but you got options, though. Yeah. What I did just, you evolve it to when you could evolve it? I think Flareon, probably. What was your starter? Charmander, <sighs> Squirtle, or Bulbasaur? Probably Charmander. Okay. Jason? Cool. If you had a pick, you don't have a Pokemon that you would start with, but you have the choice between Charmander, the fire Pokemon, Squirtle, the water turtle, and Bulbasaur, the lame one. <laughs> lame grass Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, I think I would go Charmander too. I don't know if I have a favorite. Do you have Pokemon. a favorite? Like know. you had the card, so you. I'm sure you had like a favorite card. I did. I'm trying to think of one that I like. Let's just say Zapdos or something. Zapdos. Yeah. Wow, legendary. Yeah. Well, you got to go big, right? Yeah. Legendary wow. Bird. My first game was Pokemon Yellow, so I had to pick Pikachu, and I was pissed off. Um, really, <laughs> you didn't own Red or Blue? No, I got Red after. Oh, okay. Um, but when I got Pokemon Red, I chose Squirtle. My favorite Pokemon is Wartortle. That's my favorite Pokemon of all time. My top three favorite Pokemon are Wartortle, Pidgeot, and Gengar. So those are my top three yes. of all time. Uh, Erica, what about you? I always pick Squirtle. Um, I wasn't. I don't see myself as a fire trainer, a <laughs> fire Pokemon trainer. And um, even though the plant gym leader's name is Erica, I have. I don't really like plant Pokemon. I think they're kind of meh. They're not that exciting. You don't like Bulbasaur though. Like Bulbasaur gets you through the first three gym leaders. I think Bulbasaur is really cute and I think that they did a good job of making the Bulbasaurs for Detective Pikachu but as far as like the Pokemon game I wasn't a fan like Vine Whip Stunspore I guess come on I was a war- <laughs> I was a Squirtle fan so you didn't like Stunspore? 
No, not really. Nah. You, you don't like sleep powder? No, not really. This movie the only, put you to sleep. The, <laughs> the only thing that Bulbasaur had that was good was Leech Life when it was running out of life. Hell yeah. no. Or Hyper... Razor Leaf was the shit. Hi, what was that, Hyper? <laughs> solar Beam. Sol, no, 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 Solar Beam. But no, I am a Squirtle. I always pick Squirtle. Um, I liked War Turtle too. Blastoise was cool. Um, I Actually, fun fact, I never really evolved War Turtle into Blastoise. I did it once... And I wasn't happy with this giant tortuga of sorts. <laughs> um, I didn't like his cannons on his back. They looked really weird. But my top three favorite Pokemon are going to be Snorlax, because he's my spirit animal. Sleepy. Wants to eat all the time. Uh, Gengar. And I'm going to have... Oh, no. I got to go with the top five. Sorry. I got to go with the top five. I'm sorry. You got to keep it at three. Okay. Fine. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Fuck it. Do your top five. Okay. Go. Snorlax. Okay. We'll just do it this way. I have one for each type. Keep it at your top five. <laughs> okay, no, that's no, that's my top five. We're gonna go with the basic generation one top five. So my fire Pokemon for sure is a Growlithe. Love Growlithe. I think he's cute. My water Pokemon. I'm gonna have to go with Squirtle. Electric, obvious reasons. Pikachu, because he's cute. I I don't really like Electabuzz. He's kind of weird. He's kind of weird. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> um. My ghost, we'll, go, we'll do ghost, dark, psychic as all one topic. That one is Gengar. I think Gengar's dope. And then, what am I missing? Grass. Grass Pokemon? They're lame, I don't even care about the grass Pokemon. Now, my next question is, if Tom Cruise I was, waiting for it. <laughs> was, I was in waiting this for movie, it. who would he be? I'm going to go with Ditto. <laughs> what? Yeah, like he just was Miss Norman or whatever. That person. You know what? I'm a, I'm gonna have to copy that because it's oh. Ditto. Ah. <laughs> That's another one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I would I would like it if like Tom Cruise was in this movie and he had shades on and he's just like a henchman the whole time. Yes. And then you find out at the very end that he's been a Ditto the whole time. Yes. That's actually a good idea. One hundred percent. He just yeah. has beady Tom Cruise eyes. Yeah. I'm with Erica. Jason, what about you? That's tough. Who would he be? Definitely not Ryan Reynolds. No, no, no. But what's, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the old dude that's like Mewtwo or whatever. Oh, Bill Nye? That guy. I okay. think he would be that guy. And uh, Elizabeth, what about you? The like evil dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. All right, Tom Cruise. Imagine he's dad. Mr. Mime. Yo, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. But you can't really replace like Ryan Reynolds or you anyone. Can't, you, you can't, can't do replace that. Ryan Reynolds. There's no way because, I mean, my only replacement for Ryan Reynolds would be Danny DeVito. <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm sticking with Jason Statham. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. In the words of uh, Tom Cruise, I can feel it in my jellies. Thanks for listening to this episode of Twenty Dollar Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at Twenty Dollar Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to Twenty Dollar Ticket at gmail.com. That's two zero. The numbers Twenty Dollar Ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and thank you for listening.